You're listening to New England Public Radio News. I'm Susan Kaplan, and this is The Shortlist, NEPR's Week in Review. Joining us today, the Daily Hampshire Gazette's Larry Parnas. Hey, Larry. Hi, Susan. And also returning, the Springfield Republicans' Ron Shamilis. It's great to have you here, Ron. Thank you. Hey, Ron. Let's begin by talking about the debate over the proposed Kinder Morgan pipeline. The debate itself is revving up, and supporters say it's necessary to keep New England's supply of power plentiful and reasonably priced. But even more vocal are opponents like Marianne Harper from Ringe, New Hampshire. We don't need it, we don't want it, and we don't want to pay for it. And those are the three big things. Larry, we are nowhere near the end of this process. It's really just beginning in many ways. Can a grassroots effort slow or even put a halt to the project? Mm, That is the million-dollar question. We'll take it at 10,000. The the people who've been turning out uh, in the hundreds at hearings, both with state and federal regulators, believe believe that they may have a way to do that. Uh, It's really a very difficult issue. New England does have a power issue as a power problem. Uh, but many believe that uh, the importation of all this fracked gas, uh, natural gas is not necessary. Ron, you've written about this and your words here, quote, not everyone relates to the environmentalists, but as anyone who walked past a group protesting the murder of innocent chickens can tell you, they consist of some of the most dogged, relentless advocates in the world of peaceful unrest unquote, your words. But then you say that these debates are stacked against them. So what can opponents do? Well, first of all, I hate being quoted because that lends accountability to what I write. And that, that sends a cringing. Sorry, Ron. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> It'll happen again. I, I, I hope so. Uh, well, it's, this is being portrayed as a David versus Goliath uh, struggle. It, it's more complicated than that because there is an energy issue. Uh, these opponents feel that there are other ways to do it. And, and they're putting up a good fight. Environmentalists in general, what I meant by that quote was they, they don't give up. They don't care about the odds. They think the stakes are too high to give up. And they are making this much more competitive than I think Kinder Morgan had bargained for. Nonetheless, Kinder Morgan is moving forward. They have support from some eastern mass legislators. It's going to be very difficult, I think, to overcome that. The Federal Energy Regulatory Commission has typically sided with applications like this. The Kinder Morgan full proposal filed last fall, the full actual, even more detailed uh, proposals going in this October uh, meantime, the attorney general is also studying uh, on the side, studying New England's power needs or Massachusetts's power needs. Her report is due in October, too. So come October, we're going to have a lot of new information from Kinder Morgan and the attorney general's uh, own study. Okay. So what's the solution if not a pipeline? Uh, well, I think it's reasonable, perhaps a little bit pie in the sky, but I think there's it's reasonable that conservation and uh, fixing leaks in existing pipelines could make a difference. Ron, care to be candid about that? I think that's a pretty good solution. I don't know if that will be one that will placate uh, anybody. Uh, And and politically, that's a real problem. But I will say this for the opponents. They have extended this debate beyond what Kinder Morgan had in mind. Okay, well, We're going to October and we'll see. We're going to move on, but I, I think you're right on that one. A passenger train stopped in Holyoke this week for the first time in 50 years, all a part of major investments in amping up service. Larry, the stop in Northampton's been up and running for some eight months. What kind of difference is it making specifically in the community? You know, I, I think there's a couple of intangibles here. One is feeling connected to the world. 
Uh, I think people really are enjoying getting on and off the train in Northampton. Uh, it is, uh, it's easier than coming down to Springfield, which was never an insurmountable hurdle if you wanted to use Amtrak service. There are still, however, a lot of issues with this whole uh, knowledge corridor train service. You know, it was great. Your reporter caught up with somebody who had been at the last ride in Holyoke. Uh, there's a lot of sentimentality attached to train service, uh, but until people can have regular commuter access to the rail, uh, it's really kind of be sort of a hobby involvement with mm-hmm. this. And uh, there really is yet no clear path to regular commuter service. In fact, many, many problems well, with that. Well, that. that leads me to wanting to ask you, Ron, that, you know, again, other than nostalgia and it's nice to be a little closer to home when you get on a train, there is also the remodeling in Springfield's Union Station, and it's talked about regularly as a major win for the city. But, you know, with just, in some cases, two extra trains a day, what what is this? What are these trains, and are they really the answer to any kind of economic revival? Well, I think they can be part of the answer. I think there might be enough people in Springfield to make this work, but, but I think Larry's points are also very good that you cannot run this based on nostalgia. You, you know, it, it feels good to bring the trains back, but that's not going to pay for this. Uh, there has to be regular service. I think people have to become more aware of what they can expect for the trains, and they have to change their habits. That's a very difficult thing to do, but I do think it can be done in Springfield. You know, there's still yet more money on the table. The $75 million that helped the rail improvement project, which allowed the Vermonter to come back, was paid for by federal stimulus money. There is a $30 million set aside in the transportation bill. Uh, more money. But, but no pro- no plan yet, or not even state approval yet, to conduct a feasibility study on a new local commuter service. Um, let's move on and talk about a, a Vermonter running for president, Bernie Sanders. Larry, I'm going to turn to you again, because y- you live in, work in what I'm just going to call Sanders country. It's Hampshire County. Um, how far do you think he's going to go? Well, locally, he could do quite well. In fact, you know, I would predict that uh, that he will do better than uh, Hillary Clinton in uh, in Northampton. Uh, you know, he's he's done extraordinarily well so far. Uh, he's ahead in two polls in New Hampshire, even among women. Um, I, I kind of feel like this time of uh, of a campaign, it's just great to get ideas out there. You know, all the comment about well, could he take it all the way? I think it's too early for that. Too just, early, meaning you think it's possible. I think no one should write Bernie Sanders off because he couldn't be. So you think it's couldn't possible. win a general election? You think he could win? I'm just saying that this is the time of a campaign when there should be ideas because most Americans are disengaged okay. from politics. They ought to be learning something right now. Here's an opportunity. Ron, I, I just have to ask you this. You know, what do you think about Bernie Sanders and the increasingly deep bench of Republican candidates? Could this whole thing be happening because of our presidential election process going so long? Well, that's part of it. I thought he had no chance. I'll answer your question. The only chance he has is that the primary in New Hampshire is next door to where he is, and he, uh, he does well. And I'm going to have to cut you off, and I'm sorry, because we're going to keep talking about this. Larry Parnas of the Daily Hampshire Gazette, thanks for joining us. Ron Shamillis of the Springfield Republican, always great to have you on board. Thank you. And thank you for listening to The Shortlist, NEPR's Week in Review. This is New England Public Radio. I'm Susan Kaplan.